Hello and welcome to Accessible Theology. My name is Aaron and I'm here with Michael. And we believe that God's thoughts and ways are high above us and in his kindness he stoops down and graciously reveals himself to us in his life-giving word. And our goal is to make the study of God accessible to our listeners so that we and you would better love God, know truth, and live accordingly. Welcome back for 3-Minute Theology. It's Michael and Aaron here again. And uh, Aaron, if you go ahead and run that random generator, we'll get your topic. Aaron will be entering the 3-Minute Challenge. And uh, what are you going to be talking about? Number 11, the greatest commandment. All right. What text is that? Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 to 40. Okay. So Aaron will be talking about the greatest commandment. He'll have three minutes to do so. Uh, Let me read these verses, and you can get going. All right, so they read, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and prophets. Aaron, you have three minutes starting now. All right. This is a great exchange. You know, what nerve this lawyer has coming up and asking Jesus questions to test him. Mm-hmm. He should know the, the law of God. We do not put the Lord, our God, to the test. But anyway, the first and greatest commandment, as it says exactly here, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is an all-encompassing love that is to be directed primarily, and not just primarily, but only towards God. You see, he is the creator of all, and he is the one who who alone deserves and is worthy of our affection. And so we are called here to love God with all of our, our heart, our soul, and mind, which really I think is just a way of saying we are to love God with all of our being. And so what Jesus is doing here is summarizing the the Ten Commandments. I was I was having a conversation with my wife earlier and used the word decalogue, and she said, "Don't you talk like that to me?" So the decalogue. Jesus is is summarizing the decalogue, which is the Ten Commandments. You you probably are familiar with the Ten Commandments. We we break it up oftentimes into the first and the second table. The first table we see um, four commands that are directed at loving. God. And then the final six are directed at loving neighbor. And so that's why Jesus goes on to say, there's a second that is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. On these two uh, commands depend all the law and the prophets. And so when we are talking about the first law, uh, we've got um, we've got to direct all of our love, all of our affection towards God. And we do that by not creating idols, by not taking the Lord's name in vain, 
by honoring the, the day of worship. And I went out of order, so I can't remember what the fourth one is supposed to be now. Uh, have no other gods. We'll, we'll, we'll get that. I, I don't want to waste the rest of my time. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. So the first and greatest commandment, in a nutshell, is with all of our being, all that we are, all of our faculties should direct towards God. And, and we should love him most deeply uh, because he's the only one who is worth it. All right. So there you go. Thank you, Aaron. So um, why did God give all the other commandments if, these, if this is the great one? Yeah, uh, well, it's not as if those other commandments are unimportant, but all of those other commandments uh, find their purpose or are summarized by this. So we're not going to love God if we are worshiping someone or something else. Mm-hmm. We're not going to love God if we are taking the Lord's name in vain, and, and, and so on and so forth. And, and even, even if we go into the second table, um, we're not going to fulfill, we're not going to um, live according to the first table if we are hating our neighbors, if we are coveting, if we are committing adultery, if we're murdering, if we're lying, if we're stealing. Um, and so all of those other commandments, I think, point to the fact that this is how we are commanded. This is how we are supposed to love God. Uh, and so I guess just to keep it keep it there, that, that all of those other commands exist to show us how we are to fulfill this command. I, I, maybe fulfill is not really a great word. How we are supposed to follow this command. Okay. Yeah, I think it's very, um, it's fascinating and insightful and helpful for me to see the question that this lawyer poses to Jesus is, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus answers with two. Um, And what he's doing there is is not like Jesus lost count. Um, What's happening is he's actually saying that in our human experience, um, we are so of this earth, we're so surrounded by fellow image bearers that are made in God's image and reflect his glory, that we cannot love God without loving those around us, right? Like I, we have relationships, we have coworkers, we have uh, spouses, we have children, we have family, we have friends, all these connections, colleagues. And what happens is for us to love God supremely requires a love of our fellow man in such a way that love of God and love of man is one commandment, which is pretty astounding when you think about what Jesus is doing there. There's such a closeness uh, that he's, um, that he's putting now, um, do you think that when he says this, you shall love uh, your neighbor as yourself, what does that mean about how you should care about yourself or love yourself? Yeah, I, I kind of like to think of it in terms of saying uh, we don't need any encouragement to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we often uh, times will naturally just focus on putting ourselves first. And so when, when Jesus here is saying, love your neighbor as yourself, 
he's he's kind of I, I don't know I, I think of it in terms of a challenge like as if to say you love yourself a whole lot mm-hmm. but you're supposed to love your neighbor with that same sort of tenacity mm-hmm. um philippians 2 where um we're to have this mind among us uh, the same mind that is in christ jesus that we are to count others more significant than ourselves. Why does Paul say more if Jesus says as? Oh, well, they don't deserve <laughs> it. I, I think, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I can answer that. But okay. it's, yeah. I, maybe Paul is just being a little a little more polished, a little more blunt. And I think he's connecting to the fact that, that Jesus supremely loved the Father by descending, right? And yeah. condescending for us. And yeah. so I think he's saying, like Christ, who could have stayed in heaven yeah, yeah. and instead came, yeah. you need to have that kind of mindset, exactly. I, would, I would say. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and what Aaron said is so helpful because uh, I think of, when I think of uh, this, the great commandment, I think of Ephesians 5. And when Paul's talking about husbands and wives, mm. he says this. He writes um, in Ephesians 5, uh, verse 28, it says, In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves the, his wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes, nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church. And so, you know, as, as Aaron was just saying, well, you you don't have to train yourself to, to kind of, you know, pander to yourself and, you know, self-care is a big thing Mm -hmm. that everyone talks about now. Mm -hmm. We kind of do that by nature. And so what Paul's saying to, to husbands and even what we could say to people who are operating within the church is, you never need to really be worried about caring for yourself. And you, what you need to do, though, is have that same propensity towards others. And yeah. that's where only the supernatural power of yeah. God does yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, um, if, you were, um, if, you were, if you were talking with someone who wanted to say, for example, that because Jesus says that love the um, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, love your neighbors yourself. On these depend the whole law. Like if someone wanted to say, well, we still need the Old Testament law. That's still important. Like we, and the Ten Commandments, all these things. How would you answer that in light of what uh, Jesus says in verse forty? On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. What is Jesus getting at there by depend? I think the the Greek there is literally hang. So he's saying that all of the whole weight of the law comes down to this, what does that actually mean for the rest of the commandments and how should we think about that? Yeah, I think, I think again, that comes back to <clears throat> just the idea that, that every single law that is given in the Old Testament will fit into one of those two categories. Huh? And so it's, you know, yes and amen, we read the Old Testament, we need it. Uh, it is, what, two-thirds of our Bible. Mm-hmm. Um and yet, when Jesus is, is speaking here and saying, on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets, he's saying, all of those laws were pointing to me. Mm-hmm. And, and so, what we see Jesus doing is not saying, get rid of that Old Testament, get rid of that Hebrew Bible, don't worry about that. We actually see him even, even elevating it. So, so in, in the Old Covenant what they had was the external pressure of the law. Mm -hmm. But in the new covenant, what we have is the internal working of the spirit within us. Mm -hmm. And so the new covenant requirement is not less than the old. The new covenant requirement is more 
Jesus expects more obedience from us because we have been empowered by the third person of the Trinity. We have the spirit living inside of us, empowering us to be able to live in accordance with these things. So the command that Jesus is giving, the first greatest commandment, second like unto it, um, is not uh, is not something that we are not going to be able to do. We're going to be able to do it, yes, imperfectly, but we're going to do it not only better than the old covenant saints, but but in a way that is going to bring honor and glory to God as the spirit works in us mm -hmm. to bring about the desire and the ability to um, to live in accordance with what Jesus is saying here. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, yes and amen, need the Old Testament because I think what the Old Testament helps us to do is see how it is that we are to live according to these commandments. Mm -hmm. um, but then we also have the spirit inside of us uh, that is going to empower us to do so. That's so good. I, I, yeah, I, that's what I would say. And I hope I hope that answers the question that you asked and is not <laughs> tangential to, to what we're actually talking about. No, that's helpful. Yeah, what's important is uh, to see how Paul is in perfect alignment with Jesus then in Romans 13 when he says this, Oh, no one anything except to love each other. Mm -hmm. For the one who loves another has yeah. fulfilled the law. Yeah. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And so that's exactly what Aaron's getting at, is that we as Christians, and Paul is writing in Romans, uh, with, and he'd just gotten into this amazing reality, the Holy Spirit's indwelling us, that he allows us to fulfill the righteous requirements of the law. And he's saying that this love, which is Christocentric, we have a Christ-centered love, right? Paul says that they will know you're, you are my disciples, by your love for one another, right? So the, as Francis Schaeffer would say, love is the ultimate apologetic of the Christian faith mm. because this love, which comes directly from Christ and is imbibed by the Holy Spirit in us is the fulfillment of the law because what this love does is not this mushy hallmark, mm -hmm. you know, nonsense. It mm -hmm. is the kind of love that says, I'm going to take up my cross every day. I'm going to obey the Father's will to the death. Like that's the kind of love that's going on here. That's as as, as it says in John so beautifully uh, when it says that, and having loved his own until the end. Mm. I mean that phrase there yeah. is so powerful. Jesus Jesus loved us till the bitter, bloody end until it is finished. Yeah. We could say, and so we as Christians take that on then. And we say, I will love God by honoring whatever he has for me in my life. And in that love, we will extend horizontally a unconditional, powerful love that will display to the world that we are indeed Christ's disciples. That's what's going on here. And this is glorious that we can fulfill that yeah. in the new covenant. And the Holy Spirit, as Aaron mentioned, it's imperfect. And yet because of the indwelling Holy Spirit, it is pleasing to God and it fulfills the law. Matt, hear that, Christian. I want you to hear that, that in Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, your acts of love please God and fulfill what he desires of you. So as in Colossians 1 and 2, when it says that you can be fully pleasing to God, that is possible because the Holy Spirit allows it to be so. So what a joy that is to, to know that we can fulfill this greatest commandment. And they'll know we are Christians by yeah. our love. Amen. Amen. So thank you for listening uh, to another podcast of ours. We hope that this encourages you as you think through what it is to 
follow the commandments. Again, these commandments are not burdensome. Mm. They bring life. And don't just read them as do nots, but read them as like, for example, do not steal. It means give to others. Read the life-giving nature that comes with these commandments and love other people well. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you want to reach out or if you have further questions about this topic or any others, please do. We can You can reach us at accessibletheology at gmail.com. We have a Twitter page, or you can reach us at anchor.fm uh, slash accessibletheology. Um, and until next time, we want to call you as always to love God, know truth, and live accordingly. Thank you.